welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there's an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is, you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterinthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. They're back. Well, season four be as strong as the U.S. counterpart. It's possible. Some legends of the U.K. enter the workroom, but who is starting out strong and who was just meh? It's time to talk all things Drag Race UK 4 with the fabulous Mandy and Kat. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Drag Race UK is back. We love that. Finally. Finally. It feels like forever. I know. I mean, well, I mean, technically UK versus the world was technically Drag Race UK, right? technically <laughs> exactly <laughs> but now season four um i've heard rumors that it might be as good as the u.s season four and you know what this cast is pretty damn good so it's possible i mean i'm loving what i'm seeing so far yeah i just hope someone tells someone to go back to party city but where they belong <laughs> i think that one's already gone <laughs> yeah well i will give the disclaimer now as always This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that have been given the opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they also have to put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said on this podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show. Just putting it out there. (laughs) Just as a reminder, we're all here for fun. If you are a contestant listening, I love y'all. Come on the podcast. We'll talk about it's everything. Not, it's nothing too serious. Exactly. Because <laughs> um, some of you girls, I'm going to fucking read. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I think we can all tell based on this photograph that I have as my background. Oh, <laughs> well, before we begin, let us do share um, the unfortunate, sad drag news of the week. Uh, Cherry Valentine has passed away. Um, very much a shocker. I think I woke up at 3.30 in the morning, my time, and saw it. I was like, whoa. It's, yeah, absolutely devastating, to be honest. Not And not you've gotten to meet her. Yes. So she was actually, I've I met her a few times, and every time she was absolutely lovely to me. Um, always seemed interested in whatever I had to say. One thing I always remember about her was how nice she always smelled. Anytime you'd meet Cherry Valentine, it was just... I don't know. She was such a pure soul, like massive welcoming smile on her face, the nicest smell and just the, the nicest person in the room at any point. hundred percent. Definitely a massive loss. She was definitely someone I have said that I would love to have seen on an all-star season because I don't think she got uh, what she fairly deserved. Cause I think she was a brilliant drag artist. hundred percent. Had a really important story to share. Yes, definitely. And I mean, did so much for, um, well, just 
like she was obviously a nurse as well mm-hmm. so she did so much for the uk throughout the pandemic as well which just massive appreciation for that absolutely well i am sure we are going to pay many many tributes to her throughout this season but we are here to talk about drag race uk for wow 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 uh these girls are like okay we're here we're playing we're, we're, we're serious we're on the ground <laughs> i mean yeah just 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 entrance looks alone you could just tell none of them are messing around this season now who did you know prior to the season starting um so i met um danny beard on the it was the last night of the series two tour in manchester and danny beard had a show in manchester so i went to see that and afterwards danny beard came come uh to drink with us at one of the manchester clubs i don't really remember much of the interaction because it was one <laughs> of those heavy nights um but they were a really good performer um i've had interactions online with sminty mainly about fake tan and stuff like that naturally uh, yeah as you do um i know cheddar gorgeous i well i don't know them but i've met them briefly at dragcon uk um because they had a booth there with um i think it was their cast from they had a they had a, a program on tv a few years back called drag sos mm-hmm. so they had the cast of that there and uh, cheddar was one of them so, nice yeah, yeah I, I don't know any of them personally but i'm uh, a very fun cast i know people who know them uh so we'll, we'll get to talk about them um let's di- let's dive in um, we're back in the workroom and Rue is going to give us a voiceover with words that rhyme with the number four. How cute. Screw that. Let's just meet the queens. Um, starting off, daddy's home. She stole my line, bitch. It's Danny Beard, who is a sassy, shady, singing cartoon clown. She is the first bearded queen to be judged by RuPaul, but she says she's patchy AF, which kind of just doesn't flow off the tongue as well as a patchy AF bearded queen. Patchy AF. I mean, to be fair, yeah, no. Out of all of the bearded queens that have ever been on Drag Race, hers is probably the least bearded. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he, she, he's RuPaul in gently. <laughs> exactly. She is from Liverpool, but her drag was born in Manchester. She does traditional British drag, but presents modern for a drag queen. Um, question for you. Is it typical for people from Liverpool to be that orange? <laughs> yes yes there wow is a running, running joke for that wow i was like oh the vivian's back <gasps> do you know what i i saw the confessional thought the exact same crazy i was like wow okay maybe, maybe it's a liverpoolian <laughs> thing all right this look is by free couture accessories by clone zone i think she's nailed the leather daddy look like this is who danny is and reminding you straight off the bat it's a bold enough look to be remembered and desired to be used in future promotional materials because, you know, sometimes if you come in with something you don't like, they're going to use it forever. It will haunt you. <laughs> this one's good. I like this look. Yeah, to be fair, it's very, it's very, it's very on brand for her. 100%. I'll give it a toot. I'm going to toot it as well. Audience, 80% <laughs> toot, 20% boot. Oh. All right. Nobody puts baby in the corner, obviously. I bet she's been waiting to say that forever. It's baby. Um, no designers listed for her look, but I think it's very simple and effective. I love her in ginger. The look pretty perfect because you have no idea what the mini challenge is going to be. So you're like, let's wear something. You get a little messy. Um, also, I love the color story. I love that little gold that um, just works so perfectly on her skin. Oh, do you know what? I was thinking, 
her face in the confessionals and in drag, it's like there's not much difference, but she's mm-hmm. so naturally pretty. She doesn't need that much makeup. Yeah. she's She's got the features that work so well for drag. Definitely. And I was just I like astonished. this look. I, 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 I had a couple of people say they didn't like it. I was like, but why? And they couldn't tell me why. So I'm like, I think you're just being shady boots. I'll give it a toot. <laughs> toot. 100%. Audience, 68% toot, 32% boot. Well, after asking her name, Danny revealed that she has heard of her. She is known as one of the best dancers in London as she has built a reputation. Uh, Danny says that she's a dancer as well and can do tap, jazz, and ballet. But those are jokes. <laughs> she can't joke. dance for shit. Uh, how about you? Can you do tap, jazz, or ballet? Um, I can definitely move my feet. There we go. <laughs> that's, that's progress. <laughs> it's a start. Baby wants to represent the beauty that she's seen all around her. And Danny will say her look is cute. And Baby will say that she wanted to feel her flower animated princess situation. To which Danny is like, in there, in your head. She's a shady cunt, isn't she? Oh, always. I'm excited for her. All right, next up. They say the camera adds 10 pounds. Probably shouldn't have had so many for breakfast, should I? It's Pixie Polite, and she is 29 years old from Brighton. She is British cabaret drag royalty and a big old camp cow. Uh, her look is by em- Emily Whitham, hair by Flash Wigs. Swimsuit borrowed from something Wong, hat borrowed from Tia Coffee. We love family. Um, she's giving you the same color story that Davina DeCampo did in season one in her entrance look, but Davina did it better. Um, I just think the jacket would just didn't fit her, especially with the skirt. This was not my favorite look. I think compared to so uh, this is another one. I have met Pixie um mm. quite recently, actually. Um she usually wears like quite, I don't know, simple stuff when she's out performing. So I was quite surprised to see her her wearing this. And I thought it was quite out there for her. Yeah, it was it was interesting. It just didn't from everything I've seen promotionally, I was like, this just a, this doesn't seem like her. Um, but hey, if she's borrowed things because she does maybe get ruined, might as well do that. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna give it a boot. Oh, I'm gonna give it a toot still. All right. Well, the audience, uh, 32% toot, 68% boot. Now, Danny and Pixie obviously are familiar with one another one another. They have met during Drag Idol, where Pixie was runner-up to Danny. Okay, we love a plot line. Um, I have a feeling we're going to see them lip-sync together one time if they're going to tell us those facts. Um, are you familiar with Drag Idol? Do they, st- do they still do Drag Idol? Yes, so it happens uh, every year. and I did apply for it um, just before the pandemic hit, but that mm-hmm. year got cancelled. and Because um, it, it was going to happen in my hometown of Plymouth, but the ones that have happened since haven't happened, so I haven't. They haven't happened down here, so I haven't actually applied for it since. Damn it! Just unfortunate, but. <laughs> well, Danny says they go way back. Um, she beat her beat her the first time, and she says she can do it again. And when Pixie reveals that she's from Brighton, uh, Baby says, "Well, she used to live down there." To which Pixie is like, "Okay, you can have the Brighton curse, not me." Um, is Pixie worried about that Brighton curse a little bit? But she's ready to reverse the curse and be the last one out the door. Um, why, why does Rue hate Brighton? I actually don't know because at one point I'm pretty sure it was the gay capital of the UK. Yeah. Maybe, maybe RuPaul got booked for a gig there back in the day and just, it didn't go well. Who knows? Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> All right. Let's ride losers. Vroom, vroom. It's minty drop and damn, she's hot. It's just, yeah. Right. 
Right? <laughs> Fuck her. 23 years old from Lancashire. Um, she is a look queen and wants to be a masterpiece like Picasso, but not like an actual Picasso. See, she's got personality. I like that. She's fun. Uh-huh. She says that when people meet her, they think she's the most horrible person ever, but she just paints that way. She got a bitchy paint. I mean, I think that's just a House of Kendall thing, isn't it? Absolutely it is. But they're all lovely. They are all lovely. I will say that. The look is by Jean Atelier. Um, she's got a perfect body. She's tall. She makes it simple. I think the crop top with the giant shoulders decked out in stones was stunning. The shoes! Her heels were a gun. Like, that's a moment. If she can do well in performance challenges, I could see her being a long hauler. I could see her going to the end. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, you, you think when she's coming in that she's just going to be a look queen, but from what we're seeing so far, she's got a lot of personality as well. And I do think she will pull it out and surprise us when it comes to like comedy challenges, mm-hmm. acting challenges. I don't know about singing or dancing, but we'll see. I've already had people ask me who her sugar daddy is. And it's like, a, I mean, she probably has one. Uh, her and Starlet, like, Jesus Christ. Like, where do you get your shit? That's expensive. I mean, the only thing I can think of is maybe Goffy Kendall might have, like, helped her out. But who knows? Maybe her her her, 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 her grandmother. Um, well, she is called out for being in the house of Kendall. She is the granddaughter of Drag Race's biggest loser, Goffy Kendall. Um, so young to have a grandkid. So young. Yeah. How old, is, how old is Goffy? Like 23, like, 24? Uh, yeah, they're probably at this point, or maybe maybe 25. Maybe, maybe she's a little older now. Yeah, who knows? Oh, God. <laughs> Most says she's there to finish what Goffy could barely start. I was like, your grandma's going to be watching this. So disrespectful. Now, Pixie is confident that with Smitty being in the house of Kendall, she can survive at least one week. Shady, why are we being so mean to Goffy Kendall? I mean, they just thought, oh, she looks like Goffy. Let's bully her. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next diva. Drag Lexa, play Get Out of My Way by Kylie Minogue. That was cute. Really bad like execution, but it was, it was cute. I get it. It's Starlet, and she is 23 years old from South Africa, now living in Surrey. And we must discuss those confessional brows. Now, Dear friend of the podcast, Maddie Parks, will be my guest next week. And I have already told him I need a full explanation because I just cannot stop staring at them. I, I think she's had them laminated, right? I don't know. Like, I think, I think it's a new trend where, like, people are getting them, like, literally stuck up. It's like me when I'm getting in drag and I'm gluing them down, but they yeah. have it permanent. That's, that, I, that is a rumor I've heard. I was like, I don't know if I care for that. No, they're same. so I big. I don't get it. I don't get it. Huge. I really don't. Uh, so Maddie's already promised he's going to give me an answer because when I like proposed the question, he started laughing. He's like, I, I already have your answer for you. I was like, okay, good <laughs> to know. Um, she is magical, fantastical, wonderful, gorgeous, and most importantly, humble. And she's a really sweet voice. I, I would like to have her read me like a bedtime story and I would absolutely fall asleep in a minute. Definitely really soft-spoken. I feel like RuPaul pointed that out at one point, didn't she? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. Her hair is by Paris Hair. We all know Paris Hair. Uh, Thanks, you, Cam Hugh. Uh, Look by Bang London. Waist by Misty Couture. Um, Is this the most beautiful thing to ever walk into the workroom? It's possible. It was stunning. Um, 
stoned perfectly. The hair is styled in such a classic Audrey Hepburn way, but it's stoned with that swirl to make it set apart. Um, she's chosen this beautiful pink that blends perfectly into the nude illusion. I think my only critique is the turtleneck was a bit loose, so the nude illusion was um, defeated a bit. But that's me being nitpicky for something that was such a stunning moment. I right, I'm going to be one of these people who's going to compare Do queens it. right now. But I feel like her her paint is very gothy, Kendall. Yes, I can absolutely see it. If if you put her and Smithy next to each other and said which one's related to gothy, I would have said Starlet. Exactly, exactly the same here. I mean, I mean, I like I like the look, I really do. Um, but out of all of the looks in this season alone, I think Sminty's is my favorite. Right. I'll give this one a toot though. Oh, 100 percent a toot, just for the wig alone. And that's what the audience said. 100 percent toot. Now, Smithy thought she was gonna be the sparkly one, but she's just gonna push her in front of a bus. What a mean girl. Danny knows what she's doing as she stirs the pot by asking Starlet if she is a performer and dances or sings. Starlet will reveal that she's getting into performing as she has done one performance so far. I hate her. Where do they find these children? I actually don't know. I feel like there's so many people who are just starting drag just to get onto Drag Race. And that's one of them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And meanwhile, Sminty in the back of her mind's like, that's like my grandma, bye, bitch. You're going to be gone. (laughs) Well, Starlet says drag for her is all about the look, saying you can be an amazing dancer, but take off the drag and you're just a dancer. I get what she's saying, but I don't necessarily agree with that. Oh, why? Because I think like there's more than just the paint. Like you have to have the skills. You can you can be a beautiful model, but if there's if you're dead behind the eyes, you're just a canvas. That's, yeah, yeah, that's true. There's only so, uh, so far a look can go. Definitely. But listen, she's she's got the look. She's clearly doing great in that department. <laughs> um, and Starlet is 23 and Pixie is like, I want to suck the youth out of you. Um, same, honestly. I would love to be young again. What does it feel like to be young? Um, well, in the current day and age, <laughs> I don't know, probably the same as you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Blonde isn't just a hair color. It's a lifestyle. It's Chandra's Blonde, and she is a showgirl on a Saturday and an absolute binfire on a Sunday. Um, she is such a goober in that confessional look. She looks like a dweeb. That's so straightforward, but yeah. It's yeah, like no. you almost want to push her in a locker in high school. It's quite, it's quite a, a strange look for a confessional. And it's a strange look for that. someone who's like, I'm a stylist. <laughs> okay. It's not like when you, yourself. When you go- when you go to school and they're like they're doing like fancy dress or something and they're like mm-hmm. just throw anything on and put it together and she's like yeah sure she is Irish from Ireland what a concept uh, she came to London 14 years ago and landed in East London and has stayed there ever since she says she has worked for big stylists and has done runway shows she loves fashion and shopping which I do too I love window shopping because I can't afford anything I love a browse yeah well, that's for the wrong part. Sometimes try it on and leave it in the dressing room. It's just nice to be out of the house. <laughs> exactly. So she had no designers listed here, but um, it's simple. It's fashion. It's editorial, but I'm bored. Um, I think the hair is stunning. Gotta go blonde if that's your name. But I was underwhelmed. There's just, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just boring. I, I can only assume that the stylist asked not to be credited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. It's just a basic black blazer. 
it, yeah, to be fair, like for first impressions, like the promo look and this look. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need a little more from her. Um, I'm going to give it a boot. I'm going to boot it as well. Audience, 63% to 37% boot. Now, Danny will ask her if she feels the pressure to do well for Island, and she says there's she's there to do her. She says you do you. Uh, and well, Danny is there to do her too. Um, pull her hands back. She can't resist. Uh, so there's the sexual tension in the room. Um, I bet they've probably done it before. <laughs> All right. Next. That's just, it's a fucking face reveal. Fuck salt. Peppa's here. Um, you could tell how excited everyone was to see her walk through that room. Um, like baby, just like, just so excited. It's Black Peppa, and she is the season of the season. Even in that confessional wig, uh, that that was a a wig I did not expect to come off come on her head. It it took me by surprise, to be mm-hmm. fair. I had to double take. Now she is a Birmingham queen, but she is originally from the beautiful island of Saint Martin in the Caribbean. Um, if you had the captions on, apparently they thought she was a brownie queen. I mean, sounds delicious. Yeah, uh, these captions for World of Wonder, you all got to find new people. You're failing miserably. This is oh, so bad. I was watching an episode of All Stars 3 the other day on uh, Wild Presents, and there was this whole point where I think it was um, Kennedy Davenport was talking about how she was going to win a challenge because of her dick. Mind you, her dick didn't pop up in the conversation at all. Oh, and I, was, no. I, was, I was like, what the hell is going on? Not <laughs> good, great. not good. All right, her look and mask are by Fetish Daddy Gear. Uh, I love this rose gold gimp look. Very different. Um, she is very, 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 very skinny mini. Uh, and so you're getting to see every inch of her in that latex. Um, swinging hair, she's going to literally poke an eye out with it. Um, it's not the most extravagant look, but it all comes down to that mask reveal. For me, that's like the boot, the toot here. It's stunning. It was so well done. So that mask, um, the makeup on it was actually done by a makeup artist called um, J-Mac. He's, mm-hmm. He was on a, I think he came second in a program called Glow Up, if you, mm-hmm. know, the, if you know that show. Ding um, dong. Was, that's the one, ding dong. Um, and he posted some like behind the scenes of the making of the mask. And honestly, up close, that mask is absolutely stunning. And the makeup on it is flawless. Yeah, I mean, that first glance, I was like, oh, cool. Interesting paint. And then I was like, oh, it comes off. You took your face off. Cool. My George rocked. Yeah, it's a toot for me. Oh, yeah. Simple, but effective, too. Audience, 95% toot, 5% boop. Well, the girls are excited to see her. And she says that she is known for performing. And uh, we will be tired, not her. Uh, I can understand that. She says her creativity is her secret weapon. She says, look at her and be inspired. She is there to represent queer people of color. Melanin. They all joke that they are in Peppa's Purge with that mask. And I mean, it is Halloween season. Um, Do you know if there's like a new movie with that, like Jamie Lee Curtis lady coming out anytime soon? Are you familiar with her? Um, I'm not too sure, to be honest. (laughs) As I pan over to my new Halloween ends mask. Um, I'm so excited for that. I know there's so many drag queens who are into the Halloween movies as well. Oh, yeah. And right, Jamie Lee you, Curtis is, let's be, be honest, she is a gay icon at this point. Absolutely. Like, is Halloween going to be good? 
Oh, 100%. Jamie okay. Lee Curtis has a trans daughter as well. Just mm-hmm. I, I yeah, she she's an icon. She's amazing. Um, the, the franchise is not going anywhere. They, they can say it's going to end, but you know it'll be back in like five years. Uh, honestly, it will be up and running again just as much as Drag Race at this point. Literally. <laughs> All right, girl power. You know what I mean? It's just... We're going to be kind for the beginning. It's just May, and she's the world's premier Geraldine Bernadette Estelle Hallowell impersonator. Is that truth or self-imposed? Also, who's Bernadette Hallowell? I'll be honest. I don't know much about Ginger Spice at all. So if she made references, they would have gone straight over my head. So I was, um, I did a little research because I put it in. And when I, I put the full Geraldine Bernadette Estelle Hallowell in, and I was like, that's not ginger spice's face apparently it was this like young drunk woman who like drove 50 miles or something google her she's bernadette hollowell is a, is a person oh very weird very weird story um so i think she was trying to be funny but it went over literally everybody's head and i think that's just may for everyone i it's mean so strange i like i like the name though not yeah. bernadette hollowell but just may it goes with her accent i mean i had mm-hmm. to explain it because i did a viewing party and i had to explain to the drag queen who i was doing it with the name because she really didn't get it and i went right imagine her accent and just her introducing herself it's just may mm-hmm. like yeah. it's going off going over quite a few people's heads but i quite like at least she's got that going for her True. She is originally from Essex. She now lives in East London. And she is a reminder that you don't need to be objectively attractive to be on reality TV. Wow, that person in the confessional look. I was like, are you on the right show? Okay, cool. Average people can be on drag race. I'm here for it. I mean, there's there's hope for the rest of us now. (laughs) I was like, we have just May and Sminty. And I was like, wow, really going through the spectrum here. Come on, contrasts. Right? <laughs> Come on, this is reality TV. Let's reflect reality. All right. Her look is by Sonny Tassel. Hair by Just May. Um, I just can't get behind this look. I'm sorry. I The makeup aside, she's wearing a two-piece and her fucking tights are showing in addition to her skin. G- girl, like, did you not plan this? Also, you're wearing a breastplate. Why do you not have a necklace on? Like, I can see the, the separation. Sure, she's giving you ginger spice, but like, this is also first time in drag realness. I need semblance of polish. It's um, definitely a choice. This is like I... Drag Race season one. Oh my god! Don't even. <laughs> better I glass cock look better. The bag of chips. <laughs> well, I'm I'm going back to season one of US with Rebecca Glasscock. Oh, yeah, no. To be fair, she she could have a chance of maybe winning that. Mm-hmm, that's true it's true um can you save this look can you give me anything positive about the look um i mean i can't well no i was about to say i can't see her lace but you can see her lace yeah um she, she styled the wig herself so i, I, know. I guess let's sort of clap for that it's a boot i can't i can't save it sorry girl it's a boot yeah no it's a boot for me as well uh audience 13 percent to 87 percent boot well, she says that drag the drag scene in, in East London is huge, and you can't swing a dick without hitting at least dra- six drag queens. Um, not surprised. That's how it is in New York as well. I mean, literally walked into walked into a bar yesterday. I was like, I there are two literally sitting right there who are not even on the clock to do a show tonight. Great. 
They're everywhere. They just love to be out. They're just happy it's to be true. out and about. <laughs> uh, have you gone to the East London scene and seen some shows? I have, yeah. Um, it's more like cabaret style, I'd say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you've got um, the main like Soho area, which is would be your um, your lip syncers, probably where um, I'm going to assume where Baby would be based. Mm-hmm. I'm I'd guess. Um, but no, it's more Pixie would probably be an East East London queen, I'm going to assume. I'm pretty sure she is. Um, but no, it's definitely the live singers, the cabaret performers, the ones that are more up my street, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, John Burson just may have known each other for um, ranging around 10 years. And I was like, wait, just may have been doing drag for 10 years. This is what wait, that's I produced. 10 months. No, 10 years, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, as Danny says, Just May has one of those faces you can't stop staring at, and she doesn't know if it's the way the makeup is drawn, as she looks like she's about to burst into tears. She's not wrong. I mean, if she, if Danny hadn't made that comment, I would have just thought she was sad the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I watched uh, her interview with Why She Black. We love Why She Black. Can't wait for her to be on the show eventually. Um. And apparently they all got to watch the show a day ahead of the time. And she <laughs> texted Danny right after the comments, like, "The fuck." So she had no idea. But I guess they're fine <laughs> now. They're listen. You are on the show. You don't know what you're going to say in confessional. You ten months later, you'd be like, "Oh fuck, what did I say?" And then you, your sisters will let you know. I mean, yeah, I'm just I'm just sad there wasn't an actual like conversation in the workroom about Absolutely. Because imagine the drama. Right. <laughs> well, she also says that she likes to think she's good at certain things, namely the Geraldine Estelle Hallowell back catalog from between 1997 and 2003. I personally could not tell you a single song by Ginger Spice. That was a solo track. Same. Same here. Sorry. All right. Next up. Here in mint condition, it's Dakota Schiffer, and she is 22 years old. She says that Dakota Schiffer is a Scandinavian model that moved to Milan for a fashion season a few years back, and she's lived there ever since. Okay, we got a backstory for a queen. We love that. Let now let's see the personality. She says fashion is important to her. Her icons are Sharon Tate, Audrey Hepburn, Grace Kelly, Elizabeth Taylor, just to name a few. Dakota loves being in drag as it celebrates the femininity that was kept from her as a child. Okay, so we have we have a backstory for her. We like this. Uh, her look is by House of Narcissism. It's very Euro pinup, like the bunny ears thing, the garters are a thing. She has an image of who Dakota is. She's not straying from it. She's got elements. I'm excited to see how she can vary from it. But she's very young and very specific. I one. I, I'll tell you what. One thing I noticed about um, her, and I think there was someone else on this season was their walks into the workroom are very straight to the point. Like, they didn't stop to, like, gather themselves at any point. They didn't want to pose, really. They were just... They cut the corner of the the door of the workroom to go straight to the the mark where they were supposed Mm -hmm. to go to. And I hear through the grapevine that this year's Drag Race UK auditions required an extra runway segment. So I'm going to assume that's because some of these queens don't know how to walk down a runway properly. Hey, it's a, it's a thing. I mean, for the U.S. version, that's been in the audition tapes for a couple years now. Because I've, yeah. I've had to film a couple for friends. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, learn knowing how to walk is an important thing. Like it, it sounds crazy, but there's a difference yeah. between just doing a show and doing a walk. So yeah, I, I see your point. What did you think of the look? The look for me was quite basic. Mm-hmm. Like I get, I get where they're trying to be cutesy, but it, I don't know. It wasn't anything special to me. I'll give it a very soft toot, like right on the line. Mm, yeah, I mean, it was cute enough. So yeah, soft, very soft toot. The audience, super mixed, 50-50, right in the middle. I don't blame them. Now, Dakota is excited to be there representing the trans community for the first time on the UK franchise. She doesn't take this opportunity lightly and says there are not a lot of dolls who do drag, and she is there to represent dollship. Is that true? Are there not a lot of trans performers in the UK? Um, I don't know about the UK in general. I know there's quite a lot in my hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in comparison to the amount of, like, I don't know, just gay gay people who do it, I, I'm going to assume they're outnumbered. Um, but no, I mean, I've, I know quite a lot up and down the UK, just maybe not in their area. Yeah, I, I was a little shocked by that comment. So I want again, I almost wonder if that was a plot line comment as opposed to actual fact. Yeah, um, I reckon it was just probably dropped in there randomly. All right. Next up, I've got ginger nuts. So pop the kettle on and I'll give you a tea bag. It's Copper Top. And she is the feel good ginger of drag. She represents old school drag. She's obsessed with pantomime dames and the end of the peer drag. What does that mean to us Americans? What end of the pier drag? Yes. Um, I'm gonna assume it's like so I know Brighton's got like they're known for like their pier and stuff like right. that. Um, so it's usually very common sort of cabaret, um, just very stupid, very stupid, okay. like campy, very, very campy. I'm here for it. She says she was an actor and loves doing acting and comedy and allows her to do all of those things and be fabulous at the same time. Her look is by Sim Adamson, and a reminder, Sim Adamson is Fanny Milan's partner. Hair by Wackalit Wigs, earrings by Body and Gaudy. I love neoprene, so I love a good neoprene look. Um, I think this is fun and flirty with the pale blue pairing perfectly with the ginger. It's kind of got that Victor and Rolf-inspired text with the name on it. Um, the glitter in the hair, very well done. I like this trend. More of this, please. Retire the stones for like a half second. We don't need anyone else with a stoned wig. Um, everyone's got them already. Um, I like this look, but I also like campy drag. Yes. To be fair, when it came in, I was like, I can tell this one's going to have personality. Mm-hmm. And she definitely does have that factor. Um, can we also just point out, obviously her branding is like ginger and orange. Mm-hmm. And she went to Van- Vanity Milan's partner. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, listen, Sim made a lot of things for vanity. Um, In the shade of orange. It's true. It is very <laughs> true. Hey, maybe we'll see a little, a lot of orange in the future. If, 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 I don't know, if vanity ever pops up on the TV screen again. I don't know. We'll see. Who knows? I don't know. Somewhere. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe up north from where I am. Um, <laughs> I like this look. It's a toot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a toot for me as well. Audience, you motherfuckers. 32% toot, 68% boot. Y'all got to really? be nice to the campy queens. This is mean. Come on. Sminty will ask Copper how old she is, and you never ask a lady of that age how old she is. She's 38, um, younger than 
Oh yeah, I'm younger than her. Thank God. Um, it's not that old. Come on, people. Let's let's be nice. She's almost forty, and when she said that, I was like, oh, oh, wow, we're really repping it for the old people. Um, hey, she is older than um our most recent winner from Drag Race Down Under by a year. Oh my God. Do you know what? When she when she came out with oh I'm 38 and they all reacted to this as if she was like ancient. I was thinking to myself, I was like, is is she gonna be like the oldest queen on this season? Cause I I I could have like sworn we've had older people, but just not on Drag Race UK. Yeah, like, she is the oldest. I think Cheddar is two years younger and LaPhil is like two years younger. But 38's not even old. I agree. Thank you. Like I'd say when you're in like your late forties, then yeah, sure, consider yourself old. But yeah, Raj is old, thirty-eight. <laughs> now, Sminty, um, I just love that she's like, oh my god, old people, and I'm here. I'm like, you probably have a sugar daddy. Uh, maybe I'm <laughs> wrong. Probably don't. Probably not. But next up, Heyo loves it's La Phil. I'm here to fill you up. It's La Phil, and they ain't no filler queen. Uh, they're inspired by Kylie's showgirlness, Gaga's artness, and Beyonce's thighs. Look by Corey Kirby, hair by Nathan Phoenix hair. Um, at first glance, the monochromatic orange, cool, love it. She's got those like Gautier inspired bra cones, um, cool. And then she's got a matching cone down in the down there parts. So I was like, oh, oh, okay, we're really going with androgynous here. <laughs> when it first walked into the like workroom, that like dress, I was like, well, that bodysuit, I was like. It's fashion, but also with the the lower cone, that's what I'm gonna <laughs> call it the lower cone. I was like, maybe there's gonna be some like campy personality here as well. Yeah. Cause um when when watching them eat the queens, I was like, okay, I'm feeling it. Looked up their Instagram, I didn't really see much drag on there. So I was right. like, oh mate, I don't know. Like maybe I was thinking it's gonna be like um like a scaredy cat situation where they don't really do drag, but trying it the out. Hair. That hair was long. Long. Very long. Wow. Expensive. Very expensive. Um, velvet is a fun material to play with. Maybe not an orange. I don't know, but orange velvet's my favorite. I mean, it definitely goes into like when it's when it's in the shade, like all the shaded parts were definitely like I thought it was quite interesting the different contrast mm-hmm, of orange mm-hmm. that it created. Yeah. Um but, yeah, usually, uh, when we, nice. usually when we see a velvet, it's usually kind of darker, like green or purple or blue. Mm. This is a little bit brighter. So she went bold. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a, a toot, though. Toot. Yep, same here. Audience, 61% toot, 39% vote. Now, Danny will spot an accent, and I'm like, I, they're all the same to me. Um, <laughs> but LaPhil says they're from Rigaus, and we know that is also the home to Davina DeCampo, who was in the same choir as LaPhil. Uh, so yes, they are the same age. Oh, crazy! I did, I did, I, but did they mention that on the show? The bit about the choir? They did. It was in. Oh, this, I didn't. This, I didn't pick yeah. up on that. Um, have you ever been to Brighouse? No, to be honest, I wouldn't know where it is on a map. Same. <laughs> All right. Well, Phil says when Davina didn't win, they were going to come and get that crown and button from her. They say that there are very few Chinese drag queens because their culture is predominantly focused on academic subjects and the idea of masculinity and Chinese masculinity, which made them feel like they had to conform. LaPhil says they are a quadruple threat and they will be the next UK drag superstar because they need an Asian winner. I mean, T. Uh, and please stop. Don't even try adding me that some, we are going to get an Asian winner soon. 
not the point because the entire cast is Asian. That's not what we're trying to do here. We want an Asian winner from a not fully Asian cast, please. Come on, mm-hmm. Rue. You can do it. You can do it, Rue. Get the representation um, going, finally. But yeah, it's interesting. LaFille, I keep forgetting, is on the season, which is not a good thing. But I hope they do well because I really want to hear more about their story. I, I reckon they've got something that's going to stand out when they share more of their yeah. like ex- experiences. So I I'm definitely keen to see that. And finally, intrigued, I think you will be. The screams and shouts filling that room as Cheddar Gorgeous has entered the chat. She is 488 years old and she is from the future, but also from Birmingham, but all, her drag was born in Manchester. These girls get around. Oh, the Manchester girls are everywhere. Yeah. Do we do we just not hate? Do we not like Manchester? Do we not like Liverpool or Birmingham? Like everyone's just moving around. And <laughs> I mean, it's very up north of um, England. So I think they all just sort of stay in that little chunk mm-hmm, of England mm-hmm. and then bounce between the cities because they're very That's close fair. together. So I guess for the US listeners, it's probably like a Baltimore, DC type situation where um, it's kind of in the so same Liv- area. Liverpool's an hour away from Manchester. Okay, yeah, basically the same thing. Yeah. Suit and hat by Lizzie Biscuits. This look was immaculate. Um, the fabric is whimsical. The styling of the hat and the earpieces and even how the jacket was cut, it was so fashion forward. She is giving you bald in a way that, yes, we have seen it on the show in the likes of like Sasha Valor do it, but this was just forward progression of drag. Um, this is going to be a memorable look and it's going to make you realize how much more there is to come from Cheddar Gorgeous. I mean, I know for a fact she's going to have a lot to say on like different subjects. She's going to, she's the one to watch for just sharing her experiences. Yeah. And she, if she's got like something to talk about, she will make a point. You know, I mean, she's one of those. She is like an activist. She's all of that. So she's definitely going to be a strong com- uh, competitor in this competition just for so that reason excited. alone. It's a toot for me. I love it. Toot as well, yeah. Audience, 95% toot, 5% poop. Now, Baby will call her a legend. Danny calls her an ancient legend. Uh, but yes, she is drag royalty. Cheddar sees Danny, who says they are dead in- inside when they are asked how they are. Once again, it's Danny trying to instigate by telling Cheddar to share what her strengths are. She will smartly say that she doesn't specify or specialize in anything, but says being a drag is being a bit of a jack of all trades, which I appreciate. I really like that her Her drag is disruptive provocative and very non-binary and she's more interested in being an alien deity than a pop princess um remember that alien deity known as rita vega i mean she went far (laughs) she did now she's hosting her own version of drag race so good for her i guess you can be an alien and she also might pop up up north right i heard that too Mm -hmm, we'll see (laughs) hey we already have a french canadian queen winner we don't need another one fine that's true <laughs> <laughs> well black pepper will share that she remembers seeing cheddar for the first time in birmingham looking like an alien she didn't do drag then but she was inspired by her she's excited to have this time to share this special moment with her and i was like this you could tell that black pepper was kind of like starstruck in a way she's, oh yeah she was getting a little emotional i'd feel intimidated if i was like my mm-hmm. idol in the same competition as me i'd be like yeah. right i'm gonna pack my bags now um, and Sminty will say that Cheddar was also one of the first queens she ever saw as well. As Danny says, this is your life. It's a lot of pressure. And Cheddar mm-hmm. now has to put it all on her shoulders. But if we're going to make the season four comparisons, which I'm probably going to be doing a lot, 
um i feel like cheddar is very much the equivalent of like a chad michaels where she yeah. had a reputation yeah, everyone knew who she was and then she got on the show like oh the game is over and then ha 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 sharon needles comes in surprise mm-hmm. <laughs> well hopefully not exactly like sharon but uh, no exactly yeah <laughs> no i think all these girls should be okay hopefully but that's the cast of season four all 12 of them is this the best overall cast of the four seasons we've had? It's possible. There, it's a very, very strong cast overall. I mean, season two was very good too. Yeah, I think season two is the one that is going to be the the one to beat at the moment. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. Well, the alarm sounds, and we all know that what that means. And no, they did not edit the room mail, which you thought they might. And I was like, uh, yeah, I I think you're right. They're going to edit it. I honestly, when <laughs> at the viewing party, as soon as that like just came out, everybody burst into laughter. Like, I know it's very like touchy subject, but I nobody was expecting it. Everyone was like, "Oh, what yeah. are they gonna do?" And because there was a, there was quite a bit of a pause as well, so you hear like the alarm right. uh, go off, and then there was a pause, and I was like, "Oh, they've edited it out." And then she comes out and, and still said it. I was like, "Right, okay, mm-hmm. okay." That caught me off guard. <laughs> now we've also seen ruin this look for the video message. I think this is the same one she did for Canada, if I'm not mistaken. I'm getting them all confused. They're all the same. Um. Girl, put something else on. I know you're filming all these at once, but like, can you just show a little difference? Because there are some of us who watch all the seasons. So like, maybe just like a different shirt. Come on. We all know you're wearing sweatpants. Like, come on, girl. Uh, but Rue arrives and no, baby. Girl has no filter. RuPaul is that perfect. She shares that in 10 weeks, one of them will be crowned UK's next drag superstar. And before them, before that, um, they're not going to still get any money. No, nope, they're just going to get whisked away to Hollywood. And I'll be like, can I just, can I like cash that in for something else? <laughs> can please? we just swap it, please? <laughs> well, Rue is going to summon the Brit crew and damn daddy, uh, they can win gold every night. Jesus Christ, they are beautiful. <laughs> for this mini challenge, they have a drag race photo shoot as they are paying tribute to the iconic 2012 Olympic entrance of the Spice Girls. Looking at you, Just May. Don't fuck this one up. Um, I think that was one of the best Olympic opening ceremonies ever was the 2012 Olympics. Yeah, no, to be fair, I feel like I learned a lot more about British culture just from that than I have, like, anywhere else. It was a good one. Um, I mean, you had you had the Queen and James Bond. You mm-hmm. had uh, Queen. Um, you, had, you had Kate Bush uh, doing Running Up That Hill before it was popular in Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, the, the Pet Shop Boys, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. at one point as well. Yep. Uh, I thought it was a great opening ceremony. It was just the, the production value was very well done, but mm-hmm. uh, we're going to go see the um, cheap version of those taxis. Um, <laughs> it says ride me. That was a fun vanity plate. They're going to be recreating this iconic entrance um, with photographer guy. Usually we learn a little bit about who the photographer is, but I'm going to assume guy is just the random like show photographer. Yeah. Cause they didn't really say much. Just hi guy. No celebrity here, just guy. Um, we <laughs> obviously worked before. <laughs> yeah, we obviously have to start with Ginger herself, Just May, who has a wonderful plethora of Just May faces. Count them, two. She is going to give you Jerry and gives you the peace sign. Obviously, if you're a Spice Girl, you got to do the peace sign. Um, and once the wind and balls and confetti start to rain down, we're going to see her breasticles. They're just like popping right out. 
um, that final photo, I thought she was about to take a dump. Yeah, the, I mean, the final photos, most of them were a bit um, questionable, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sminty has done many photo shoots as she is a whore for the camera. But once that ring comes down, don't want to be wearing a human hair unit on this show. Oh, my God. It got so wrinkly. Mm, yeah, not the best, was it? <laughs> Danny Beard is up and you just call her Harry Spice. Uh, and apparently she loves golden showers. Um, cool. Good for you. Learn a lot she, about I mean, Danny Beard. She's honest. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Um, but no, she's very funny, very sly. I liked what she did. Um, John Burst looks like a 40s femme fatale, but not 40 years old RuPaul. And RuPaul knew her age. I was like, did the producer say that to your ear? Did you happen to know that John Burst is 33? She, I think she just whips out like their audition tapes just before they come into the room. And she's like, <laughs> yes, I know so much about you. I've just watched it. <laughs> and I will forget your name at the end of the season. Um, yeah, Jomber's wig got drenched. That that wig was so nice. It was not nice after the photo shoot. No, I mean, I feel like that's part of the photo shoots. It's just ruin your drag, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like. Now Dakota Dakota is up, and she apparently loves being blown. Um, she has fallen out of a cab before. She has said, um, "Have you ever fallen out of a cab?" Not that I can remember. That's a good thing if you can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if you did, your friends have a video. I just end up with bruised knees and hope it was something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she is not much in the eyes. She's going to give you a good pose, but there's like, maybe, maybe it was the wind. I'll say it was the wind on her face. Um, baby is up and that tinsel in her hair is shining through that rain. She gives you a good pose, um, but she is much wetter. Rue had to say it. She knew. She's like, that's the only thing I remember about a bag of chips. She's like, yeah, I'm going to cash in on some more catchphrases just for the sake of it. Copper is ready to spice up her bum as she gets pelted by balls. Um, a Saturday night for Mandy, isn't it? Right. <laughs> Black Peppa is just swinging that hair and she is using those stanchions to her advantage. She's going to get all up in there and she's going to give you great editorial. She's done you know this what? before. As soon as she started putting her legs up, I was like, does the BBC even have like a good enough budget for Drag Race UK to the point where those bars would even hold her up i was like fair because we all That's saw fair. how the workroom mirrors were in season one right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like i was like have they even splashed out on actual <laughs> stable bars on this taxi i hope so i hope so <laughs> um pixie polite is up and she is a massive spice girl fan and was slightly aroused when jerry kissed the alien cool uh her go-to pose was another peace sign uh, and when it starts to rain, thank God she had a jacket on. Now she can give all the belongings back to her family. <laughs> Ribboned. LaFille will not be happy that she's getting velvet wet, because if you've ever had wet velvet on, oh, no. Also, can we talk about how the pit crew did her so dirty with the angle of the leaf blowers? Yeah. One of them was coming, like blowing the hair under her arm, and the other <laughs> one was just blowing it straight up. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Um, Starlet is told she looks gorgeous, and Ruu says she is soft spoken and tells her, if her mouth don't do the talking, let her body do the walking, which is code for, well, that was a pretty dress. Sorry, we just ruined it on you. Poor girl, poor hair. I, I, always think with these photo shoot challenges it is definitely about getting your personality across to Rue yeah as soon as you come through the doors 
So I feel like RuPaul saying, oh, you're like really softly spoken. Let's hope your body just talking. I'd, I'd say that's more of an insult. Oh, it is. It totally was. And I think it just went right over her head. She's and like, really? Cheddar arrives and has to get her split on. Uh, Rue reminds her that she is a veteran and it is not code for old. Um, she's simply paying her respects, to which I said, oh, yeah, she's going to be here for a long time. RuPaul has to just be like, OK, we're not equals, but I know who you are. Um, Cheddar was game got that shot but the winner of the mini challenge Black Pepper do you agree I mean she definitely used the like photo shoot space to her full advantage the final picture wasn't mad on it I feel like there was better ones that could have been done for all the poses she did absolutely Um, but yeah no it's fine she yeah well deserved friends don't forget we're in the UK so she wins absolutely nothing Congrats, you get bragging points. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, may- maybe even if they were in the Philippines, they would get like food. At least they feed them in the Philippines during their untucked. Oh my God. God damn it. Fish balls. They love those fish balls in the Philippines. Are you watching Philippines? <laughs> I'm not. Oh my God. Those untucked are crazy. They, they're actually eating food in untucked. I mean, mukbang. chicken wings. What? Chicken wings. You're going to get th- your looks dirty with chicken wings. I mean, yeah, but that's that's exactly what you want after coming off a runway. <laughs> See, that's the truth. <laughs> well, Rue announces that they will be serving two looks on the runway. First is Keeping It 100 in honor of the BBC's 100th anniversary with a look dis- inspired by dear old MTV. For the second look, they have to show Rue Are You, a.k.a. a signature drag that puts their charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent on display. Um... What would you do for these looks? And we'll we'll discuss why I'm furious that we're doing this entire runway and no one did Doctor Who, which is celebrating its 60th anniversary. How did no one do a fucking Doctor Who look? I did. I did actually think as soon as they um, announced what the runway theme was going to be, I listed off programs that I was like, they're bound to have it. So Doctor Who was one of them. EastEnders was another. And what was the last one? The last one was Tracy Beaker, which I thought they'd do. Mm-hmm. They only did EastEnders. Listen, this is what you do. You come out with this giant like, Dalek look, and then you reveal it off, and you are runaway bride Donna. Yes. Yes to that. There it is. Or come dressed as like a really cool TARDIS or something. I don't know. Or just be Jodie Whittaker's doctor. True. I mean, exactly. Tia Coffee's already done it and River Medway's already done it, but come on, someone's got to do it. Give us something. I love, may, my only hope is maybe, maybe there's a surprise later on and we're getting like a full Doctor Who runway for its 60th and anniversary. You, definitely, they need to do it. Like, the, the, the UK Queen's are letting us down for that. I'm not going to lie. Come on, girls. <laughs> well, what did not let us down, Rue reveals that joining them on the runway will be the absolutely fabulous Dame Joanna Lumley. Um, are you an Ab fan? Ab Fab fan? Can't say I've like watched a full episode. <laughs> That's fair. I am not. I mean, I'm American, so I don't have to love it as much as you're obligated to love it. Um, <laughs> but no, I I don't. I've never watched it. I've like seen bits and pieces of it. Um, but I I know a lot of people who are obsessed with it. Yes, I think the most I've seen of it was on. Um, you know, they do the queens who like to watch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think they had Monet Exchange and the Vivian watch it. Oh, nice. And that was the most I'd seen of it, to be honest. 
I saw Vivian and Monet have reunited to go out in the wilderness and, and do some yes. wilderness training. I've not seen that yet. But I, I haven't seen it either, but it. that sounds terrifying. Uh, for <laughs> those who didn't watch the uh, cotillion where they had to learn how to be proper um, English <laughs> women. Oh my God. I tried what, what, so watching with my mom. She's like, I don't get it. I was like, neither do they. It's comedy. It's camp. It's silly. Um, very funny, but. It's time for the scrabbly bit where everyone has to go claim their station while undressing and um, Cheddar's going to pick a corner spot. Piss on that, bitch. Which spot in the room would you want? I I literally, I did comment on this as soon as she said it. I was like, why would I want that spot? I'd want the spot right next to the workroom entrance so that your stuff is being shown on camera every single mm-hmm. episode. I agree. Like, I there, there have been some franchises who've been kind of doing this cool thing where Sometimes after a win, the next episode, they'll put that look like on a mannequin right as you enter. I love that idea. Let's celebrate the winning look. Let's keep doing that. But I know you're definitely right. You want to be up close and personal. Um, I I always feel like the people who end up having their station right next to the door stay for longer. I don't know why. But I don't. There's like not many seasons where that spot is empty. Mm -hmm. That's fair. That's that's fair. Um, also, if I'm going to pick a mirror spot, you've got to pick the middle. You can hear yeah. everyone's conversations. Exactly. All right. Sminty is wearing the wrong shoes to drag her bin bags to her spot. Again, I'm sure she is not someone who like carries anything to her gig. She has people who just do it for her. <laughs> um, let's be real. Her boyfriend, um, probably. Yeah. Cheddar has cracked a nail. The great start for her. Um, uh, Copper's, it was Copper who broke the nail. But Dakota is gagged to be in the workroom with Cheddar and Danny. And um, I have to believe that the show wants us to focus on the two of them this season. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they are definitely names that have been brought up in the speculated to be on Drag Race UK mm-hmm. since series one. So I can understand why. Yeah. Dakota thinks she has something unique to offer as well. So we'll see what she's going to bring. Peppa is humbled by the looks around the room, but she's excited for her BBC runway and can't wait to serve it. More on that soon. LaPhil thinks everyone is very strong and just may wants to know how everyone did in the challenge. She hates photo shoots as she focuses on the bad things and she reveals that she has struggled with her body image and uses humor as a coping mechanism. And it's like, oh, we're not even at the official mirror talk. We're already getting your backstory. You're bit, you're gone, bitch. The show's, show's letting you do this now. Mm-mm, girl. As soon as you see someone who's like not doing it for you and they're getting a lot of airtime, you just know it's their time mm-hmm. to be going. Now, LaPhil says that she looks great in all her pictures and serves great face, to which May is like, I serve just one face. So at least she's aware we've dropped from two faces to one face within an hour. And what does she call that one face? Is it miserable or is it ginger spice? <laughs> Tea. Um, she says she is always Jerry because she was the loud ginger one in the band and that made an impact on her as she was being picked on for being the loud ginger one. I was like, okay, that's that. All right, I understand the inside. I like that. I appreciate that from you. We're going to move ahead right to Elimination Day. It's day two, um, but they got two looks to do. No coordination into the room because there are too many girls, though Peppa and Baby will do a little hip-hop kick moment in unison. Um, No one wants to go home first. They each hope that what they brought will help them slay another day. And the girls are going to start to discuss what they are going to do for their BBC runways. Minty will be taking on Antiques Roadshow. Starlet will very coyly will be saying she's doing Patsy Stone from Ab Fab. Cue the record scratch. 
Um, for those playing along, that is Dane Joanna Lumley's iconic role. She thinks she is more reserved than the character is, so she's going to have fun emulating that kind of character in front of her. Um, now, I know you've done some uh, character impersonations before, um, perhaps those of a Catherine Tate. What would you <laughs> do if Miss Catherine Tate was judging you on either your nan or Lauren Cooper? How would you handle it? Oh, that's a good one. I feel like in front of her, if I was um, being judged, like, and she was doing the critique straight up to the point where we could uh, make conversation, I'd probably just do my nan voice and be like, yeah, straight out. So the issue with the flat shoes is you never wore heels on your fucking programme, so I'm not going to either. And just stuff like that and just make it funny so at least she get the personality across, even if she's doing negative. Why did the Vivian not consult you when she had a Dunan for Snatch Game? So do you know what, right? So <laughs> when she came back from filming All Stars 7, we went for food. And when she told us that she was doing Nan for Snatch Game, my jaw dropped because I've always said that's who I'd do as well. And I was <laughs> like, better do it justice. And I don't, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't show enough because I know that All Stars... Um, all Star Seven, like editing was really shady. Yeah, but I don't know. Listeners, she didn't do it justice. No, she did. Listeners, we got to get Catherine Tate as a judge. We have to. I don't know what it's going to take. Again, 60th anniversary of Doctor Who. Put fucking Catherine Tate there. I mean, exactly. <sighs> she's she's coming back for Doctor Who. Let her do Drag Race as well. I can't wait for this special. I'm going to miss Jodie Whittaker, but I'm ready for all the doctors to return. I'm just like get. <laughs> Get Jodie's last episode over and done with and bring back David Tennant and Catherine Takes. I can't wait. Is Christopher Eccleston coming back? I've heard rumors. And Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. And Could, Peter Capaldi, possibly. Could you imagine we get them all? Amazing, oh, I, I hope. All right. Topper Top is taking on Victoria Wood sketch, and everything she does is based on all of the old comedy shows. She mentions Ab Fab, Acorn Antiques, and Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. Which of those shows are you familiar with? Um, so Abfab obviously and Gimme Gimme Gimme. I don't I've never even heard of Acorn Antiques. I've, Neither I've, did I. I was like, what is that? Copper mentions that the characters were what queer kids needed as it was their way of accessing who she was. You're in a world where everyone is saying this is wrong, but the gay little boy says this feels right as the characters are so wild. And it's like there's a reason why we all attach ourselves to these funny women in comedy because they're doing something that they're not even supposed to be doing in a way yeah it's always about the men doing comedy yeah exactly so it feels feels naughty in a way Mm -hmm. isn't it copper says that she flexes her comedy muscles but she doesn't want to commit that she is a comedy queen which i was like ooh, that's a scary line to say in the workroom don't let the producers hear you oh wait (laughs) let's head over to the other side of the room where danny beard says she's doing mr blobby Cue that pink face crack from Black Peppa, who is not doing Peppa Pig, but no, no, no. She's doing someone that was just mentioned. Um, That's right. We got two Mr. Blobbies. One is doing pink face, the other is doing white face, and Danny will tell Peppa that she doesn't have to always be literal, to which Peppa snaps back and says, Danny doesn't know how to paint her face white. Shade! Honestly, I was like, this is episode one. That, I know! This is a lot of emotion. Emotions mm-hmm. for episode one. 
Danny says that Peppa has to psych herself up for the bus ride home while Peppa says she hopes Danny doesn't have to be murdered by her in her lip sync. I was like, okay, but as Pixie says, as long as the Mr. Blobby song, I will allow it. But let's discuss it right now. Um, Mr. Blobby, what the fuck am I witnessing? So I, <laughs> without making anyone feel old, I was born in the year 2000. So I, and I was just coming out of the Mr. Blobby era because it was a very uh-huh. 90s program. Um, and from, from what I gathered, it's a big pink alien thing that just caused absolute chaos on any TV show it would appear on. Mm-hmm. It would have a really distorted voice that would only say blobby, blobby, blobby. At one point it had a, uh, a wife, which was Mrs. Blobby. Wow. Also, also is creepy. Um, but yeah, I know like sometimes when he's brung up on TV, he'll make like guest appearances and it's usually just him causing absolute chaos in a TV set. And it's just, I had a friend send me um, the clip from The Great Quiz Show where Jack Whitehall is um, terrified of Mr. Bobby. Um, Obviously, we know Jack Whitehall, very funny comedian. Again, someone else who I'd love to see as a uh, guest judge. Mm -hmm. Um, Continue making those gay rumors happen. I love that one. Um, But yeah, he gets he's actually terrified of Mr. Blobby, like cannot be there and and, like hides under the table. Understandably, though, very understandably. All right, let's bring it to the runway as Mrs. RuPaul is sporting a very sexy maroon osseous number and lots of leg, lots of lots of leg, really leaning into light blonde. She's she's like, you know what? I'm getting older. We're going to go white soon. No more blonde, full white soon. <laughs> we have Michelle Visage, National Treasure, Graham Norton, and damn, it's Dame Joanna Lumley. We will discuss each look and critique individually by category. So category is BBC Keeping It 100. And of course, they are going to be walking the runway to RuPaul's birthday song, which is the only song I play on my birthdays nowadays. Uh, it's a really fun song. Like that's actually a good RuPaul song. It's it's different and it is quite like it's very catchy. Yeah. Well, in honor of the runway, we are going to play birthday or unbirthday. Starting off with Cheddar Gorgeous BBC test card. Look by Lizzie Biscuits. Uh, this was terrifying and not helping the critique that drag queens are just clowns because, well, now you are. Uh, I think the dress itself lends itself to be so much more to be desired. It's just fabric and pattern that it does work. Um, She's taken the concept of the test card and completely deconstructed it, um, turned it on its head. Is it fashion? No. Is it camp? Yes. I, so I know of the test card screen. It's Mm -hmm. just like become iconic imagery here. Um, And I just loved this. I absolutely loved it. I mean, it was creepy as fuck. Don't get me wrong, but. Did you see the photo uh, she and Just May did? Just May was a little girl. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. That's actually hilarious. Crazy. I loved it. Um, yeah, I think, again, it's one of those fun things about watching the international season. Sometimes the viewers from not that country are not going to love it as much. And I think that's our case here because I'll give it an unbirthday. And I think you're going to give it the opposite. Uh, I am going to give it a birthday. The audience, 59% birthday, 41% unbirthday. All right, next up, Jomber's Blonde doing Blue Peter, which I still don't know what Blue Peter is. Uh, just like RuPaul still doesn't know what Ru- uh, Blue Peter is. Do you want me to explain what Blue Peter is? Yeah, let, let's do it. Let's learn about Blue Peter. Right. So it was sort of like a, a children's, um, sort of like a news show, but 
um so they'd bring on like um celebrity guests like children that children would be interested in to talk about like if they've got new programs coming out they'd have little segments where it would be about like visiting a city and just fun things to do in a city or they had gardening bits or bits about animals and learning about animals so it was loads of different segments to make a program think think the ellen show but for kids okay interesting and, I um, think we, we've had similar style shows never that lasted long um no it was it, it was going on for ages i don't know if it is now but um I know people could like um, write in, like say, oh, I've done something really good in school this week. And then they'd invite them to the program where instead of where where Ellen would give out a TV, they'd give away a blue Peter badge, which is a little white pin badge with a, a blue ship on it. But the really cool thing about the blue Peter badge is if you showed it at like theme parks and stuff, you could get free entry. <gasps> oh, do you have yeah. one? I do not know. Can we get one on eBay? Oh my god! I'm I do. Find I one do have you. a friend who has one though. So. Oh my god! Have you gone yeah. to the theme parks? What's your favorite? No, theme park? not with her ever, unfortunately. <laughs> Should borrow it. <laughs> yeah. What do you have a favorite um, UK theme park? Oh, so I've only been to Thorpe Park, but it is like mm-hmm. one of the main ones. Um, we do have Alton Towers, but that's known mm-hmm. for people losing limbs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'm obsessed with theme parks, and like Alton Towers and Thor Park are like two of my must goes tos at one time because the, some of those coasters are fucking. Incredible. Definitely go at Halloween time for Fort Park. Okay. All right, good to know. Good to know. All right, back to Jombers. Look by Lyle Hakaria. Hair by Pablo Cuman. Ship bag by Noel Stewart. Um, I think the hair is cute. The dress is period. The ship posing as a handbag very fun. It's fun in camp with like a hint of like costume to it. Not a bad thing. Just saying looks like a costume. Love the necklace. I love a little blue stone necklace. Very powerful. It's not show stopping, but it's very smart for this category. I mean, yeah. And it represents the colors of a, an actual blue Peter badge. So I'm, I'm going to birthday it. I am too. I'll give it a birthday and the audience will too. 81% birthday, 19% unbirthday. Next up is LaPhil doing Pudsy Bear. Uh, look by Maria O'Sullivan, hair by Wig Chapel. So this is the children in need mascot, and LaPhil did a fine job taking the elements of the character and putting it on a human. Um, I love the oversized plush sweater. The mask with the polka dots was a little creepy, but also adorable. I think I wish the white tights with the polka dots did not look so arts and crafts. I would have just cut them. I don't. I didn't need them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. I feel like for me, I mean, it's an obvious representation of Pudsy Bear but it's not elevated enough for me to go yeah a drag version of Pudsy do you know what I mean right. it she also looked like a mouse didn't look like a bear the ears were Very like small me yeah. Mouse. yeah um I'll give it a soft birthday soft birthday yeah it's fun audience 62% birthday 38% unbirthday sminty drop doing antiques roadshow which we have here so we know this as well uh, lampshade by Natasha Mosley. This is perfection. First off, how tall is she? She's got to be fucking tall. I know those heels are tall, but Jesus Christ. Um, the lampshade is incredible and not from Ikea like Asia O'Hara. Um, I think the blue and the gold work wonders together. She looks like she's worth millions. This was a smart concept. Looks incredibly fashion. I want this lamp in my room. I wanted to feel the costume like 
I literally mm-hmm. almost like that looks so nice. I just want to touch it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if the pieces. I know there's something in it that I know, believe was 3D designed. I don't think it was the look itself. Um, but no, it was so well done. I don't. I. I how? How do you come up with something so brilliant? So funny. It was the little like cuppy like glow mm-hmm. things on the um, yeah. breast area for me. They were stunning. Yeah, it was so well done. I was enamored with it. Um, Michelle loves Antiques Roadshow and says she says it was mind blowing. She took her breath away. And Joanna loves the ambition of a massive lampshade. It's a birthday for me. What's what's higher than a birthday? I suppose, I suppose it's like surprise birthday. Yeah. I'm gonna surprise birthday it. <laughs> Audience, one hundred percent birthday, zero percent on birthday. They yeah. loved it. Uh, baby doing Rasta Mouse look by a style uh, hair style by vodka jewels by lucky little blaters. Uh, Rasta Mouse is a stop motion kid show who is a crime fighter. I mean, duh, who else? What mouse isn't a crime fighter? Um, I think Baby did a great job taking the elements from the character and putting her own spin on it. The dreads are beautiful. I love that she gave herself a bee necklace in honor of Rasta Mouse's R. But essentially, it's an ups scale bodysuit like she could have sold us with something more certainly um it was streetwear realness i guess i don't know i i'm mixed on it for me i don't know i feel like it was a bit too much of um i don't know a random reference because i think rasta mouse came out i think after i'd like stopped watching kids programs so i don't even know if she would have grown up with rasta mouse mm-hmm. um bit of a random reference and also i feel like she could have made it more mouse yeah yeah i wasn't getting mouse enough i feel like she could have gone really far with that i'm gonna give it a very very soft right on the line birthday mm, i'm i'm probably gonna unbirthday it just because it's so audience, random the audience 61 percent birthday 39 percent on birthday Next up is Dakota Schiffer as Anne Boleyn from Horrible Histories, Look by House of Narcissism. Um, I love doing re- my research and learning that Yara Greyjoy herself played Anne Boleyn. Shout out Gemma Whelan. Um, are you a Game of Thrones fan? I've never seen it. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm going to definitely, when, when I come to the UK, we're going to marathon all the seasons. Fine. <laughs> Um, and then we'll marathon all of Doctor Who because I need to watch it again. Oh, we can do that. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, this is a quintessential Dakota look. I love the use of pearls. Once again, she's giving us garters. She's got blood on her neck to remind us of how Anne Boleyn died. But like, go further. This is Drag Race. Lean into the humor of what this moment could have been. Overall, it's a great look. But um, shame she had to pair it with the other look tonight. Yeah. Um, for me, it was very turn up at a Halloween party, but make Anne Boleyn sexy. Yeah, yeah. It's very And not do Anne Boleyn some... in six, because you can't do that. Yeah, exactly. But no, no, it was very like, I don't know, just a random Halloween costume for me. Yeah. Um, also, like, for Horrible Histories, like, that's how she linked it to the BBC. I don't remember Anne Boleyn in Horrible Histories. I feel like there's a lot more characters that she could have chosen that are more yeah. iconic. I think this is going to be the biggest part of why Dakota is not going to be super successful. So I don't think her references are going to read the way she thinks her references are going to read. Mm-hmm. You know, when they, you know, when they commemorate people on being very out of the box, mm-hmm. I feel like there's out of the box, then there's out of the box. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. 
Michelle says what was missing was fun. She knows nerves, but says allow them to dissipate. I'll give this a birthday because she did look good. Um, mm, mm, no, I'm going to unbirthday this one as well. That's fair. Audience, 70% birthday, 30% on birthday. Next up is our first Mr. Blobby. It's Danny Beard. Look by Han Atelier. Uh, hey now, hey now, this is what nightmares are made of. Um, oh my god. She's gone the club kid route with her blobby, very Lee Bowery, but um this was just like what was the face? Cotton candy? Now I'm hungry. Um, I know it's a baby doll cut, but I think the cut was way too high. The dress flares out way too much and makes her four times the size she actually is. I do appreciate the tool underneath, but perhaps again, a wee bit too much tool. Latex is very hard to work with, and I think with the right materials, it was the, the right thing to do. The boots and leggings and latex were my favorite part. You barely saw them. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like one of her arms wasn't matching the other because it she had like these um I feel like it's like ribbons to make sort of like um blobbies. I don't know. Blobby doesn't even have like balls, but she had balls going down her arm. Yeah. And one of I think it was her her left arm had i don't know the the ribbons weren't tight enough or something was going on there um as for the head i don't know why she chose to make a fluffy head when blobby's made of like pvc or something yeah but like such a random doing choice. The, yeah continue with latex if you're going with latex for the rest yeah. of the look but also the the white face i feel like she could have easily done a yellow and it would have looked much better and more to mr blobby I think it was because she is a white face queen. That's what her, her brand is. Yeah. And she wanted to say with the brand, but you know, when Michelle's facade is going to say at some point this season, do something different. So, but e- even if it's like her branding, like she already put like um, the, the, the pink fluff all over it anyway. So it's sort exactly. of obscured it to that point. Exactly. So point? I'm going to give it an unbirthday. I'm, I'm going to birthday from the neck down. That's fair. Audience, 62% birthday, 38% on birthday. Just May doing Queen Victoria bus from EastEnders. Uh, the look is by Bang London, Mugs by Moth Club. Um, I just can't. Somebody had to go home first. Um, I think in concept, it's camp. The execution left so much to be desired. First off, the bronze makeup was not the ticket. Like She didn't do anything to her face besides put bronze on it. The material she chose for the fabric had the metallic feel, but also like a wee bit cheap. And the fact that she had this weird fucking body stocking on the bottom was terrible. If you're going to go to do this, like go with a giant bar. Like, I don't know how you get it to the show, but like make it a set piece, make it a moment. This felt amateur. Yeah, definitely. She did think of just, she clearly got a picture of the bust from EastEnders and decided to only focus on what the bust is if like, you were going to do something show. from east enders what would you have who would you have picked oh well that is a good one so there's there was a character who was in it for years i feel like she's probably east enders most like iconic character called peggy mitchell mm-hmm. and she always had like this really nice like big blonde like bushy hair and she was always like walking around with like smoking like proper matriarch vibes i feel like she'd be a good one to do just because how big her hair already was mm-hmm. Um, if not Bianca, who I think Scarlet Harlot did, um, right, right, as her elimination when she got eliminated, she was wearing her Bianca outfit, right, right, but that would have been a very good one as well to do. Michelle, 
says it was so ridiculous and stupid and funny and she enjoyed it. Graham says what let it down was the construction as it looked like Queen Victoria was pregnant as she's balancing a pint on her belly. Graham Norton saying it how it is. It's an unbirthday for me. I can't. I'm sorry. I love EastEnders and I love the reference. Um, I will birthday it. Okay. Surprisingly. The audience, 27% birthday, 73% unbirthday. Not, not, ooh, what did I just do? They're not yeah. like in the Queen Vic today. They're not. Next up, <laughs> Copper Top. Julie Waters in the two soup sketch on our friend Victoria. Look by stitches by hair by Jay, hair by Walclet wigs, earrings by Fairly Odd Shop, Super Bowls, Soup Bowls by Copper, and that girl. Uh, this was incredibly camp, very funny. The whole sketch is about a character dropping the soup on delivery, and the fact that Copper has nailed it with the soups being the breast, very funny. Uh, the earrings, love it. Um, this was well done, had all the drag elements I would look for. I feel like she sold it. I don't know the reference myself, but I did quite like the, the soup bowls. They were cute. Yeah, I, I there, there's like a little clip on YouTube that I was like, oh, I found it. And then um, uh, a couple of years ago, she was on uh, Graham Norton and Graham forced her to redo the sketch. Um, fucking Graham Norton. <laughs> Michelle says she chose an iconic sketch and did it as drag as one could. She said what stuck to her is it was the same character throughout. She says even if it is a character, it's a drag show. And she looks for the ups and downs and taking them on the journey. And it's like, Really? You're going to call this bitch out for at least giving you a character? Come on, Michelle. We're nitpicking here. Um, and Ruth says she loves Julie Walters, but was not taken by this. And I say, screw you both. It's a birthday for me. I'm going to give it a birthday as well, just because it's camp and it's very in her brand. Audience, 57% birthday, 43% unbirthday. Next up, Starlet as Patsy Stone from Absolutely Fabulous. Hair by Sophia's Wig Creation, Jewels by Girl 1000, Waste by Mystic Couture. This is camp, this is drag, and Starla is showing personality while paying tribute to the bitch sitting feet away from her. Uh, the cut of the suit and the skirt is fashion. The material is fashion. Um, I think the smear of the lip sync was very funny. Bedazzled champagne bottle, why not? Um, I think the panties falling down was a brilliant touch. I wish they were attached because I was very fearful of them actually falling off of her. Um, the earrings being cigarettes was amazing. And she almost got the entire catchphrase, little bit troll from hell on the back. Well done. Good job, Starlet. I did like this one, to be fair. Um, she also, like, staying in character throughout the whole runway. Flawless. And it's the most, I think that was the most personality she showed throughout the episode, to mm -hmm. be honest. It's true. So, yeah. Graham, Graham says when he heard she was doing Patsy Stone, his heart did sink as the original is quite close to drag already. <laughs> he says she did a lovely job elevating it slightly. Joanna says she loved it. She thought she looked beautiful and it is always jealous of drag Patsies as they are much better than her or Patsy ever were. It's a birthday for me. It's going to be a birthday for me, yeah. Audience almost giving her a perfect night. 95% birthday, 5% unbirthday. Next up is Pixie Polite um, doing Del Boy from Only Fools and Horses. And I was like, nope, did not know this reference at all. Do you know it? Would you like to share oh, with the class? Oh my God. Wait, so they don't have only fools and horses in America? Nope. That is surprising. So it's like an old um, sitcom that was on, I think it might have started in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, it went on for like a good, good few years. Um, and it's still being played on repeat, like in the UK here today. 
Mm-hmm. And there's so many people who still watch it. Um, I think it's a West End musical as well now. Oh, interesting. Um, it's it's really big over here. Um, usually with like older sort of audiences, but no, like, I grew up with my parents watching it. My dad still watches oh, nice. it today. Um, yeah, it's very like it's about like an old like Cockney family who are like they they grow up on a market and stuff like that, and they're just like trying to flog like random stuff on this market, and it usually all goes wrong. And just I think that was the reference with the blow up doll in the suitcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. So the look is by Christopher Hardcastle, jewels by Dragged Out, hair by Queen Bodoika, and this was a very bold choice. I think the homage is there. Um, did not know if the jacket fit her properly. It, she looked kind of huge in it. The elements are there. It has a lot of camp attached to it. And the rue badges, that was so funny. Come on, Cheryl Hole, go get one. So I found out, because she put up um, TikToks today showing like the creation of it. I think a good section of those repeater badges were self-made. Oh, interesting. They looked real. I, when I first saw them, yeah, I was like, oh, she must have borrowed those from like Tia and people that she knows. And like, obviously, the, I think there was a top, like three at the top, which were like um, Canada, uh, Italy and something else. The ones mm-hmm. you can buy on the um, WoW store. Those were the only ones that were actual real ones. But the ones that were lower were actually bigger and they were self-made. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. Um, doesn't change where I'm going with this one. It's a number of things. Cool. It's an unbirthday, did you say? It is for me. I oh, just didn't like okay. how she, it fit her. Um, I think oh, I maybe just don't like turtlenecks. I'm going to birthday the reference because it is iconic BBC, but I don't know. The fit could have been much better. The but audience right there with us. 51% birthday, 49% on birthday. And final person in this category, Mr. Blobby, Black Peppa. Look by Ida. Uh... Eat a birthing hair by style by vodka. Okay, so here's we're gonna do it. I'm pointing it out. This look is virtually the inverse of what Lemon was going to wear on UK versus the world for the dot runway. The shows were filmed back to back. I know that this is a signature look from this designer, but the fact that she almost had both these looks present in front of Rue might have been a nightmare and most likely would have been a nightmare for Peppa had Lemon worn it first. That being said, here's my conspiracy theory. Lemon was eliminated, so Peppa could wear this. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? You might be right on that one. <laughs> um, but no, as soon as I saw it come out on the runway, I did go straight to Lemon's unaired <laughs> runway. I was like, right, okay. I mean, Choices. as far as the look, it, it's a stretch for Mr. Blobby. Like, I think the neon green um, doesn't work because Mr. Blobby's yellow there. Um, yep. It's drag. It's creepy. I'm missing Mr. Blobby from it. Um, remove it from the source material, but though, and she looks brilliant, um, but we've seen it before. So I'm really, it's hard to know how to critique this. Yeah. I mean, I want to just go with the judges critiques on it and just say, yeah, it was really good. But I don't know. Personally, I was like, yeah, I'm not feeling it still. It's not the best out of this lot. I still think Sminty (laughs) was top tier. I agree. Michelle says she made Mr. Blobby's fashion and she says she interpreted it in a way that tells them how Black Peppa does drag. I'll give it a birthday, but you heard what I said, friends. I'm critiquing it. Gonna birthday as well. Yeah. Audience, 92% birthday, 8% on birthday. Category is Rue Are You, signature drag. In honor of this runway, we are going to play Rue Are You or You Are Poo. Right. 
Yeah, too. I'm sorry, friends. Uh, Cheddar Gorgeous. Headdress, armor, and hammer by Cheddar. Corset by Kiku Boutique. Cloak and cages by Licorice. Uh, this is divine. This is incredible. Um, as she says, she is a post-industrial, non-binary alien warrior deity. It's Cheddar Gorgeous. Love the gold elements that make up this look. It's a stunning corset. It's elevated in the right amount of sparkle to make it the drag we love. The use of the chocolate brown velvet is exceptional. Very smart move to give some softness to the shine and the sharpness of the spikes. And that headpiece, I want one. I don't know what I would wear it to, but I want one. Uh, There is just no one like Cheddar Gorgeous. The first look was a bit of a miss for me this week, but doing her drag was a knockout. I'm so excited to see how she's going to continue categories that are not specific and push her out of the box. For me, because it's a Ruayu um, runway, mm-hmm. as soon as she came out in this, I was like, it's not giving Cheddar Gorgeous for me. When I think of Cheddar Gorgeous, I'm thinking like 60s, 70s fashion. So for her mm-hmm. to do futuristic, I was like, oh, that's a bit, I don't know, not in her brand. Interesting. Um, but I mean, the actual look itself, fucking gorgeous. Just didn't really think it would be for this runway. That's fair. I'll go through Rue Are You. Yeah, a very confused Rue Are You, yeah. The audience loved it. 97% Rue Are You, 3% You Are Poo. Next up is Jomber's Blonde, hair by Nasia's hair, look by Graham Cruz. I think it's very cute. I'm not necessarily sold. It's very sporty and racy. I think it's cool that she's repurposed old racing leathers in a way that is over that is overtly feminine. Very editorial. But is this look who Jombers is? I'm not so sold on this. Like, I'm going to need more because I'm confused. I don't, I, I feel like I still don't know who she is. Like, I know it's first episode, but everything about her is very, like, mix and match at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, this look did remind me of what Bimini wore for the Series 2 tour because they mm-hmm. all had, like, very um, Union Jack themed outfits. Um, it, so, yeah, I, I mean, it was fashion. It was. I'll give it a Rue, are you? Yeah, Rue are you for this one as well. Audience, 83%. Rue are you, 17%. You are poo. Next up is the Phil doing look by Bang London, hair by Ross Kwan. It's very simple. I love red on them with the almost full monochromatic look sans the black pigtail. Um, if they didn't mention the Union Jack, I may not have picked up on it. Uh, I think it was very safe look as a walk around look. I know like... She's got, they're going to bring more. I'm not sold on it here. Three in a row that I'm like, okay, I'm not fully sold, but I get it. I don't know. I, I love the hair on this look. I will mm-hmm. say that. Um, I'm with you on the fact that I didn't really get the Union Jack part of it. Um, but for me personally, I still really do like it. So I do too. It's I'm, a Rue Are You. I'm a Rue Are You, yeah. Audience, 80% Rue Are You, 20% You Are Poo. Next up, Sminty Drop. Look by Poppy Dubois. Uh, hair by Dan W. Chapman. Uh, clock those gloves and boots that she wore in that promo shoot. Uh, this is vintage with modern flares, and that's what she is. She's bringing future drag and fashion rolled up into one. She is sexy, and she knows it, and yet she doesn't need to show skin to be sexy if you put on the right silhouette. Love the purple lavender white combo. The simple purple necklace was smart for her. She had a very large surface area to be showing and she broke it up with the necklace. Her mug is perfect. Like she has signature shapes that she uses and whether it's a nude lip, bold lip, whatever, I know who this is. I can immediately recognize his face. Very strong look queen. I know she has personality. I can't wait to see how she performs because that's going to be the key here. Honestly, when this look came out, I was like, she is going for height on both of these runways literally um 
no it, it was gorgeous like that her her mug straight away with this sort of like old-fashioned sort of look i was like it's so contrasting that it's just absolutely standout gorgeous and the boots christ alive like i need those i ask need to borrow in it. my life i'm sure she'll borrow <laughs> hey graham girl, says Graham says it's flawless and does the job of telling them about her aesthetic, and he's so excited to see what comes next. Rue asks her if there was something she wanted to do in this presentation that she did not get to do, and Smithy says walking through the doorway, standing up straight. Yeah, make the doorways bigger, please. Uh, Rue says it was beautiful how she did it. I mean, come on. After uh, Le Grand Dame, we have to lower these doorways, because Le Grand Dame couldn't walk through anything. Have you? Did you notice that the um the UK main stage has had a glow up this season? It sure did. It's kind of nice finally to have with um, all the lights and stuff around mm-hmm. the edge. Oh my god, mm-hmm. stunning! Mm-hmm. I'll give this look a Rue are you excellent? Rue are you? Yeah, easy one, easy. Audience, one hundred percent Rue are you? Zero percent you are poo. Baby, look by Sunny Tassel, hair by Style by Vodka. Um, I think there are exceptional elements and concepts here. The hair is right. The concept of the puffer is right. I just fear it didn't fit properly. Like it's the flare at that waist that makes you feel like it wasn't proportioned right. But then you're like, wait, we can just turn around and see your uh, jock strap. Like, what are we, what, what, what the G string? What are we doing here? Um, also, just did not care for the little string tie corset, ruined the illusion for me. But she's giving you her through her references at the end of the day. For me, it was a very safe look. Yeah, no, I'm going to say the same. It was really, really safe. Like, not, not very memorable at right. all. Um, but I suppose yeah, she did get she did get her personality across slightly. I'll give it a Rue are you? A soft Rue are you? Audience eighty six percent Rue are you? Fourteen percent you are poo. We got Dakota Schiffer doing look by Fancy Boy London hair hat by House of Palooka. I fear Dakota is very much stuck on an idea of her brand. Um, I can see the Scandinavian elements here meeting that old fashioned Hollywood. Mint dress, very saloon girl. The train feels like it was an afterthought. I'm sure she has reference points for this look, but if they don't translate, you're not doing it properly. Black hat pulls your focus right to her face, which is smart if you're not loving the garment. Um, it just felt simple, and it's just lacking personality. I did I did like the hat, I won't lie. Yeah. Um, the hair, I feel like, was too similar to what she ended the workroom in. Mm-hmm. Um and the actual outfit itself was just not enough for me to go, yeah, I love it. But yeah, I don't know. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. Fair. I think Joanna, the was worse. Joanna says she is absolutely drop-dead gorgeous, and she would like to see this look be much more eye-catching. Graham says the standard of the group is so high, it felt a little plain in this mix. Rue says this challenge was meant to give him an idea of how her mind works. She asks where this comes from, and she says she envisioned it as Anya Taylor-Joy in Valentino campaign, but she takes the critics criticisms well. I was like, Anya Taylor-Joy, you think that name means anything to RuPaul? Come on. Let's be real. Um, it's a you are poo for me. I'm sorry, girl. I'm going to give it a soft Ru are you. Audience agrees with you. 64% Ru are you. 36% you are poo. Danny Beard. Look by Hona Atelier. Headwear by Lorenzo Segesi. Uh, it's gender factory meets Grace Jones. I feel like if I ever did drag, like that's what I would want to wear. Um, love the black and silver, how they play all the way through the garment from its the ties to the stockings. It's an inch. It's interesting to have Danny be our first rude judged bearded queen because 
like you mentioned earlier, it's very safe when it comes to bearded queens. Um, it's not the focus, but hey, that's why we're here. Maybe we'll, we're trying to help RuPaul get to seeing bearded queens as a real thing. Come on, cast Lucy Stool already. Um, I'm trying to think, did RuPaul ever comment on the fact that it was the first bearded queen? No, or so nope. I think that. Danny's the only one who's actually made reference to that so far. I wonder if that's going to pop up in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, this look here, I don't, I don't know. It wasn't the most standout thing ever, um, but it, it definitely did hit all of Danny's like branding marks. I think. Yeah, I'll give it a Ru are you? Ru are you? Yeah. Audience, seventy-seven percent Ru are you? Twenty-three percent you are poo. Just May, drawing by Tommy Taylor, look by Joey Zuko, hair by weekday wigs. Um, to anyone who knows Just May and is listening, I remind you, this is all based on what we were shown on a reality TV show. Uh, this is not a great Drag Race contestant. Um, this look easily is more terrifying than the actual Mr. Blobby. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know if anyone noticed the shapes that were used to do Just May's face pattern on this garment, but like, the pattern was terrible. Like there were weird circle-y things going on. Um, it was scary. I mean, she's sporting the ginger spice hair. It's a great wig. It's better than the other one. Um, I just can't understand how someone who has been doing drag for as long as she has, has never been told to pull back and blend. And the eye is just so dated. Like even Trixie Mattel has found a way to make her signature. eye look polished. Um, I appreciate the attempt and the color she chose because I get the reference, but the execution is not the tea. No, so I feel like she said, just brand yourself. And she went, yeah, I've got a brand. It's my face on everything I own. Like, what, what is she trying to do? Is she trying to show off a garment or is she trying to sell merch? Like, Right. She can't decide. She was like, I saw Jan Sport do the um, robe with her face on it. Face crack. I'm going to do the same thing. Not, nope, didn't work. Not the same. That's because we know who Jan is. <laughs> Exactly. Um, Michelle says it's run of the mill and it needed to be elevated. Joanna thinks she's gorgeous, would like to see her not so made up face because she thinks it's beautiful. Rue asks if she's always wears the big exaggerated eye and just may says, yeah, as she's pretty limited in her makeup skills, but she will try different things. And I think that's the moment the producers and Rue said goodbye. Um, she asks where she's from. She says originally from Essex, but now in East London. Rue asks if that's where the Stratford Mall is. And she says she used to work there. And Rue was like, at one of the makeup shops and Rue and uh, is like, okay. And then Michelle's like, ah, obviously not. She didn't even hesitate. Nope. She was not straight in with that comment. She was like, clearly not. Um, have you been to the Stratford Mall? I think I have. Yeah, once. I think I got a haircut in there and it cost me like something. I think it was like over 30 pounds and I was just gobsmacked. <laughs> so like, clearly what? not a place, not a tourist place or, or it's just where RuPaul was. I mean, I suppose it's just London prices, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this look is a URU. No, no way, no way with friends. I can't do it. No, it's um URPO from me. Um audience, you're very kind. 26% Rue are you, 74% URPO. Hopper top. Look by Marmalade, hair by Walklet, wigs, earrings by Fairly Odd Shop. Uh, again, we have this Victor and Rolf inspired look, which is very camp. I think when she starts with the ginger fag as a statement and then by including the ginger and fagulous was a moment to reclaim. Statement pieces can be very hard, but she found the power through the camp. The garment itself is stoned. I wish the nude piece was at least stoned. 
Um, sure, the hair could have been bigger and fit the proportion of the shoulders. It's not a bad look. It's a safe look, in my opinion. I think it's quite clever because she's using the runway about branding to sort of grab what she's been branded throughout her whole life mm -hmm. and rebrand that negativity. So I think she's she's been quite out of the box with that aspect of it. Um, and it's not even like that bad of a look. Like no, obviously, and... like, it's, it's quite it's quite one of the, it's one of those looks that you've got to be quite nitpicky to find it bad. And all the gingers out there are going to be getting that merch. Exactly. Like representation for the gingers. Graham says that she told her story and thought it was brilliant, but he thinks the letters he might have been able to do. And he feels like he should never think that there. Uh, Joanna says she has funny bones and she can't help but entertain. She just has it in her and loves that. Rue says this outfit is visually lasting. She asks why she chose to make that word part of her statement. She says ginger fag. She heard her entire life and still hears it. Her drag is to take a weakness and strengthen it. So she wanted to make a big statement to say that she finally owns it and is proud. I'll give it a woo. Are you? Yep. Same here from me. Definitely. Audience, you're mean. 51% woo. Are you? 49% you are poo. I'm shocked here, but okay. Okay. Choices. Yeah. Starlet, no designers listed. Um, this is absolutely sensational. She is beautiful vintage fairy in old Hollywood. Her mug is something that should be put in the Louvre. The blue tool train magical. The leotard is designed in a way where she is like literally dripping in jewels. Um, and the hair, it's that beloved stone, but it was done in a way that was so subtle and enough that it, it felt unique. Um, she serves you a very specific sort of model where emotions may not be present, but this is Drag Race. And I know Rue wants her to lighten up and, and, and give us emotion um, and match the beauty of her garments. So I hope she's able to do it. Otherwise, I, this cast is just way too strong. <laughs> um for me with this look it was giving me um taste's panto fairy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but what taste actually wanted to do with that that's fair yeah yeah um michelle says this was so pretty it's very 1940s old hollywood she learned a lot about how starlet does drag rue says the moment she walked into the workroom she was so put together she just worried that she is kind of timid she says she is naturally shy meeting people at first, but her present self, she is a massive goofball. Uh, Rue says to allow them in on that. And I want to see the massive goofball. Rue, are you? I loved it. Rue, are you as well? Yeah, definitely. It's gorgeous. Audience, 97% Rue, are you? 3% you are poo. Pixie Polite. Uh, hair by Kitty Bame. Look by Fancy Boy London. Hair Headpiece by Dragged Out London. Uh, so there's camp and there's bad. This is the latter. I get the idea of wanting to do a sun and a rainbow, like, but like um, that pop-up gave away the rainbow reveal. Like, I know. We, come on. The construction of this could have been better. Execution, the pop-up. It's hard. Really achieved. Needs to be achieved smoothly. Did not happen. Um, I think maybe if the sun piece was not there and her bust was just a blue leotard, I could have worked with it. But this felt so arts and crafts. This reminded me of what a drag queen would wear if they were doing um, a drag queen story time. Yeah. Like something that's, this would be like what Nina West would wear if she was doing a children's event. Fair, fair. But no, I, I agree you, with Nina. the rainbow. The rainbow, definitely. They could have done like a, a like a, a, the same fabric that she had on the bottom for the back of the rainbow, rainbow so we didn't know it was coming. It was, 
she did. And that the problem was the way it fell because it, for it to sit properly, it had to fold itself in, which meant you saw uh, the, the rainbow. So it was poor execution there, but you were right. That is what should have happened. They did it and they did not execute it well. Oh. I know, crazy. Um, and that for like that reason, I absolutely have to go. You are poo. It was just, oh, yeah, ruined the illusion. Audience hated it. 9% Rue are you, 91% you are poo. And finally, Black Peppa, no designers listed. It's chocolate. Uh, the headpiece oh. was delectable. It made me want good chocolate. Um, I adore the purple dress. Sure, if you told me she had that in her closet and just added the uh, headpiece and repurposed it, I would have believed you. She's giving you something sweet when we know she's going to be a bit spicy this season. Um, the fall of the headpiece was unfortunate, but I think if she could have sold it more as an intent, as it was, as she is the chocolate, I would have been thrilled. But alas, her recovery left a lot to be desired. But the garment itself, stunning. I, I mean, this um, this look itself made me hungry. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> um, you got some Cadbury? Yeah, some Cadbury chocolate buttons. Why not? Um, it. It did make me think, right? Because um, Kitty Scott Claws, episode one of series three, did do a Cadbury's chocolate look. Mm-hmm. And it did make me think straight back to that. And um, I was like, okay. So they're both going for the same idea. Um, the headpiece just made me so hungry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, did, I didn't mind like that when it fell off, she definitely did own it. She didn't react the way some drag queens do and stuff goes wrong on that stage, mm-hmm. um, which I did appreciate. That's very professional of her. Um, the look itself did definitely go well with her. Like it made her skin and just her like mug look gorgeous. Yeah. But the whole thing just was so nicely mixed. Graham says this is beautiful and absolutely stunning. He says when the headpiece fell off, he could see her thinking if she should pick it up or not, but she felt she was still fabulous. She is chocolate. Joanna thinks this look is out of the world and majestic, but the way she fooled around with the long purple points and licking her chest and tasting it, they all wanted to do that. I was like, oh, damn. Rue says she didn't mind the chocolate fell off as it looks delicious. She asks her if her about the competitions thus far. Peppa says coming on the show, she there was something she wanted to do. She shares that her parents are going to see this and they could finally understand her. And that means so much to her. show the whole world what she can bring. This is her and her drag has changed her life as she can finally shine her light as she had growing up. Love that story. No, we're going to get a lot from her about this. Rue, are you? Rue, are you as well? Definitely. And that Audience, story is very relatable. 100% Rue, are you? All right. Cheddar Gorgeous, John Burst Blonde, LaFille, Danny Beard, Baby and Pixie Polite are called forward as they are safe. That leaves Black Pepper, Starlet, Just Made, Dakota Shepherd, Sminty Drop, and Copper Top as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? Because I would make one switch here. Oh, who would you switch? I would switch Pixie Polite and Copper Top. Yeah, do you know what? Actually, now that you said that, I agree. Yeah. It would have been good storyline to put Pixie in the bottom, knowing you were going to keep, keep her safe anyway, um, just for the bright and curse of it all. <laughs> so just teeter in on the edge of making mm-hmm. her paranoid. Mm-hmm, That's fair. Mm-hmm. Well, the safe girls cheers backstage and untucked Junior. Pixie has officially broken that bright and curse. Danny was shaken that she was not the one to go home first. She didn't want to be the sacrificial lamb, but Cheddar will tell her that 
it would be nice to see her in her nervous side because she is so confident. And she says a lot of that is a front as she starts to cry. And I was like, this is the first Untucked? This is episode one. Danny Beard, what is going on? I mean, I, I suppose they're just giving the camera what they want, really, aren't they? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> They've done Danny's, their homework. Danny says that it's a control thing, that if everyone is laughing around her, then they like her. And I said, yeah, that makes sense to me. I, I understand that. I'm not a comedian, but when I make someone laugh or whatever, it feels good. It's a, a, it's a good feeling. Yeah, so I get it's her. an easy way to like make friends and mm-hmm. why not? The tops and bottoms return. Um, time for what ha- happened. Dakota thinks the bottoms will be her and Copper. Okay. She starts to sob and she thought that she would excel at this challenge, but didn't think she did herself proud. Peppa tells her that being in the bottom doesn't mean she's going home. She can still fight. They all tell her also that she looks like a model. Yeah, that's the ego she needs. Copper, though, is sobbing. She knows she can be pushed and be elevated, but in confessional, Pixie will say that Copper Top's look is ugly, but so is homophobia. She's glad she was able to share the look. I was like, it wasn't ugly. Maybe maybe I have different standards. I don't know. Because if anything was ugly, Pixie, did you look in the mirror? <laughs> I feel like they were all like being fed lines at that point. I think I mean? so, too. Jess May is so confident in what she does. She gets fucked up when she's taken out of her comfort zone. Looking at the other two, she's thinking, though, the judges found faults from her outfits. She hopes her personality will get her through. John Burst tells her that you do you and embrace the moment. And Peppa has no words for her critiques. She wanted to dedicate her look to all the dark-skinned people out there. Love the skin you're in. And they tell her her parents will be very proud. She smashed it like her head. Just like that poor little headpiece. Rue brings back her girls, and here are our results. Black Peppa is our winner. Smithy drops Starlet and Copper Topper safe, leaving Just May and Dakota Schiffer as the bottom two. Do you agree with all these results? Because I can tell you right now, I do not. I do not. I think Sminty should have been the winner. I would have went with Starlet. It should not have been Black Peppa. It, I, no. like, I'll take either of them. It should not have been Black Peppa. Yeah, no. Um, I no. I I take uh, Sminty definitely just because. I mean, hers were elevated, elevated. Yeah. Um, that's fair. I mean, not in, just in terms of height, but <laughs> the rest that's, as well. Yeah. Um, I really think this was all for storyline to help push the uh the Black Papa of it all. Um, because I don't like. I feel like giving a Starlet win here would be weird. But I also feel like Sminty, if you give her a win early enough, like you're basically saying you're a super duper contender. I don't know. Very interesting uh, how this played out. Mm. The song is Let Them Know by Mabel. And I've literally never heard the song before. Huh? Nope. Never heard it. It's literally been in the charts here for like the past like four or five months. And it's just playing nonstop. Interesting. I've never heard yes, it. I'm, it was a good common. song, though. It's a good it's, song. Yeah. Um, this was the Dakota show as just may was simply just meh. Um, Dakota had a lot of fun. This song fit her. I, I don't even know if just may wasn't even campy. Like she just seemed defeated from the start. Like you could see that she just even couldn't match Dakota's energy. She, she sort of at one point, I feel like she just wanted to watch the show. <laughs> yeah, literally like there's one point, like I think her shoulder, um, uh, the st- shoulder, shoulder strap fell off and she was like, <laughs> whatever. I mean, it's it's a very, I mean, I know the song that she says it, but 
it's a very I'm that bitch sort of song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Just May's um, mug <laughs> conveys that at all. No, not at all. Um, Rue has decided that Dakota stays and Just May is the first out of UK4. We did it, friends. Um, I got some burning questions to wrap this up. Are you ready? Go for it. What is Just May's legacy? Um, Jerry Halliwell. <laughs> Literally, it's it's her face. It's going to be her face. Um, and that's unfortunate because she can't change her face now. Yeah. She has to. She needs to. That's her branding. Week two. We're already getting a girl group challenge. What the fuck? Uh, message to my future ex-husband, Leland. This song better be fucking good because you failed last season. Oh, with um, BDE? Yeah. I need a good song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hear through the grapevine it isn't too great. No! Come on, <laughs> Leland. Leland, what are you doing? Do we do we need to give you like a retreat somewhere? Do we need to send you to an island? You and Troy Savon do like your sexy things together? Like what needs to happen? I'm up for being at that retreat. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I'm Same. hearing that it's like rock themed. Oh god. Okay. Um, well, I mean, because um, it is inspired by Glastonbury Festival, yeah. Um, which isn't necessarily rock themed; it's pop themed. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. We'll, we'll find Glastonbury. out. Glastonbury. Um, Have you ever been to Glastonbury Festival? I haven't, but it's not too far away from here. I've really wanted to go to it, but okay, the tickets trip. sell out in seconds. Field trip. It's we'll make crazy. it happen next year. Can, can we just talk about how we've actually got Leland on a UK season? I know. Isn't it great? He's actually there. I screamed. I literally screamed. "Ah, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's going to be there. It's so fun because he's written all the songs. He's just never had the face present. Yeah, exactly. Um, He's really talented. Oh, come on, Leland. Do better. But (laughs) I ask it every time. This is going to be a very difficult answer. After one episode, the winner of the season is? Sminty Drop. All right. Sminty, Sminty. There's no hesitation. (laughs) I'm going to keep who I had from the preview podcast, I'll still say Black Peppa. Um, but Black Peppa, I need you to do very well the next couple of weeks because I'm not as sold as, as Rue is on that first episode. I think you're really Mm-mm. great, but it's a good cast. It's a very good it cast. It is a good cast. Um, standouts for me are definitely Black Pepper, Danny Beard, Sminty, and Cheddar. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that as a top four. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe All just right. may as a surprise. <laughs> Where can we find you on social media, PayPal, any other Venmo type things you can get money from people and any projects oh you want to plug? Oh my God. Okay. Um, so for all of my social medias, you can find me on Instagram at Mandy and Ket, um, Facebook, Mandy and Ket, Twitter, Mandy and Ket, <laughs> PayPal. This is where we spice it up. My PayPal is Harry Mac Music. Um, and as for projects, I mean, I've got, oh my God. Uh, so tomorrow morning, so by the time everyone's listening to this, it'll be out. But I'm in Tia Coffee's new music video. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. So you can catch me on there, I suppose. Um, in drag? I want, uh, no, no out of drag. All right. Um, I mean, as far as I'm aware, it's going to be me making out with boys. <laughs> wow, that but, sounds like a rough job. Yeah, it was so hard, so tough. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see how that the edit actually looks tomorrow when it comes out. Um, 
but yeah apart from that i've got lo- local gigs and find me somewhere in the uk <laughs> amazing well thank you so much for kicking off the premiere with me i'm glad to have had you here because you know your shit oh thank you i mean thank you for having me it's always a pleasure a big thanks to Mandy for coming on. Subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.